Good morning, Living Streams. My name is Ryan Romeo, and welcome to our second season of Daily Devotionals. We'll be posting one of these wherever you listen to podcasts every Monday through Saturday morning for the rest of September. Thank you for carving out this time of day as we slow down, speak to God, listen to God, and meditate on His Word. Our prayer is that in this time, you would delight in the Lord and be blessed and strengthened. This season, we're focusing on emotional health as we work our way through the book of Philippians. Today, we'll be hearing from our founding pastor, Mark Buckley, as he leads us in a time of reflection and prayer. We're going to do a Philippians Bible study today, chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to pray as we get into the Word. Father God, thank you for this opportunity to share, to have this devotional, to draw near to you. Help us, Lord God, to see the truth that will set us free in Jesus' name. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It helped me as a young believer feel rooted and grounded that I actually had a legitimate authority because it's Paul's story that I think you're going to enjoy as we get into. Philippians 3.1 Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. You know, you sort of hate to call anybody a dog, right? A mutilator of the flesh, a spiritual degenerate is really what he's talking about. Somebody who's living completely for themselves. But unfortunately, that's been a reality in the world in which we live for a long, long time. So he said, watch out for those folks. The true circumcision, and the circumcision really is about what does it mean to be close to God? What does it mean to be one of God's people? The true circumcision is the circumcision of the Spirit. Continuing in Philippians chapter 3, verse 4. If someone else thinks they have a reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. Paul's saying, hey, I've got the credentials I've been the guy who follows God with all my heart, with all my zeal, so much so that I even persecuted the early church. Verse 7, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, and consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ. The loss, oh the loss. You start to follow Jesus, you know you might lose some friends. You start to follow Jesus, you know you might lose some stature. 
you start to follow Jesus, you know some people might be upset with you, so you have to consider the cost. Paul knew as a Jew, as a Pharisee, he knew that he was risking a lot. His entire educational background led him to be a righteous Pharisee. And now Jesus Christ had literally knocked him to the ground. Jesus Christ showed him that what he had based his life on was false understanding of God's priorities. And he had to consider those things a loss if he was going to gain Christ. Whatever he had before, he said, I have to consider it just a basic waste of time. And that's a hard one. It's a hard one for me to go through when I was 20 years old and thinking, did I waste most of my first 20 years of life, at least the last five or six years after I grew from being a kid to a young adult? And when I searched the world for truth and understanding and tried to piece truth together into a cohesive philosophy that would make me look like I knew what life was all about, I had to give it up as a loss because I heard the message that Jesus died for my sins, that Jesus died in my place, that to be right with God, I had to give my life to Christ to be my Lord. I was sort of afraid to do that. I was afraid he might make me wear black and live a celibate life and be sentenced to Iowa or Africa or someplace I didn't want to go. Nevertheless, the apostle continues. He says, to be found in him, in verse 9, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. What really makes us right with God? He's saying, I will be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, not because I've been such a good person, but because Christ did for me what I couldn't do for myself. He has allowed me to be righteous because the life he lived, the righteous life he lives is what I receive when I believe in him. And the sin that I committed is what he received when he died on the cross. What he earned, I got as a gift. What I deserve, he received as a punishment. He goes on to say, verse 10 of Philippians 3, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, being like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. He says, I want to know Christ to know the power of his resurrection. I guess as I think about my life, I think, what do people really need from me? They don't just need advice. 
They don't need somebody just to tell them what's right or wrong. What they need is an encounter with resurrection power. So if I give my life to Christ, not necessarily to educational pursuits, not necessarily to the world's most coherent, respectable, enlightening philosophy, but if I give myself to Christ, He can give me the power of His resurrection so that when I pray for somebody, they might receive resurrection power. And I have a feeling that's what they really need. That's what I want to receive from Christ. That's what He can give me. That's what He can give you. Resurrection power. And if He gives it to us, He doesn't give it to us so we keep it for ourselves. He gives it to us so we can share it with others. And if we share it with others, then they can have resurrection grace to meet their needs. He says, participation in his sufferings. Now, no sane person wants to suffer. Why would Paul say, I want to participate in his sufferings? Well, in World Vision, they used to have this saying that I want to have my heart break with the things that break God's heart. In other words, I want to be concerned with the things that concern Him. I've been married over 49 years. My wife and I share a similar concern for all of our kids and our grandkids. When one of them is in trouble, we don't have to stir up a, a bunch of compassion from some faraway place. Our hearts ache when the people we love have needs. What Paul is saying, I think, is that he wants his heart to ache about the things that make God's heart ache. He wants to be so close to God, like my wife is close to me, like my best friends are close to me. When we say we have a mutual friend and he's got trouble, will you pray? We all pray. And so he says, somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. The implication is it's a mystery. We don't quite understand how the resurrection of the dead works. We don't understand how we attain it other than Christ did it. He was the first one to rise from the dead. He said that if we believe in him, we too will have everlasting life. He said there will be a day of resurrection. So we're going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. I hope you trust him because resurrection power not only sustains us in this world, not only equips us to help others in this world, resurrection power is going to transform our bodies and make them eternal. Let's take a moment to think about what it means to have our bodies as weak as they are, as failing as they can be, infused with a grace that is supernatural. Right here in this world it begins. And in the world to come, it's going to be everlasting.
Lord, help us to recognize, to value, to focus on, to receive resurrection power. Lord, enlighten our hearts. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in us and through us on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.